So, we started this series on spiritual gifts, and Chris kind of opened up the series for us four weeks ago, and then you have heard from everybody else on staff, that's a minister on staff here, talking about the various spiritual gifts that we find in Romans chapter 12. And uh, this week I finished up the series, and I was told to speak about service and using our spiritual gifts. And I love that these two topics were combined for me because when I think about service and spiritual gifts, service encompasses all of our spiritual gifts. No matter what our spiritual gift is, our spiritual gift should be used to serve other people for God's kingdom. Our spiritual gifts should be used to serve other people so that they may be drawn into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. I love what Paul says in the book of Romans chapter 12. You guys have heard this verse uh, a few times over the course of this series, but we're going to go there again this morning. Romans chapter 12 says this, having gifts that differ according to the grace given us, let us use them. I love what Paul is saying, or the author of Romans is saying in this verse. He's saying two things. He says, first, we all have gifts that are different from each other. He says, having gifts that differ from each other, let us use them. He's saying, all of us have different gifts. And yes, in the book of Romans chapter 12, he lists off uh, multiple spiritual gifts. But here's what I'm convinced of. I am convinced that that is not a comprehensive list. First of all, that's not a comprehensive list. And second of all, those are broad categories under which hundreds and thousands of spiritual gifts fall. And we are all gifted differently. You have spiritual gifts that are different than what I have. And you have spiritual gifts that are different from the person that is sitting next to you. We all have different spiritual gifts that God has gifted us to use to impact people in our circle of influence so that they may know Jesus Christ better. And secondly, in this verse, he tells us to use our gifts. He says, since we have gifts that are different, let's go use them. Since we have gifts that are different, let's go use our gifts. And so as we think about using our spiritual gifts, the first thing we have to understand is what we're gifted with. And I hope that over the course of the last four or five weeks, you have had an opportunity to kind of look inward and figure out what it may be that God has gifted you with. When I talk with students and I ask them to think about what their spiritual gifts are, I ask them to consider three questions and ask themselves these three questions. The first one is this, what do I love? What do I love? What is it that you just love? What do you love doing? What do you love reading about? What do you love hearing about? What do you love talking about? What is it that you just love to do? You know, when we start to ask ourselves, all right, what is it that I love? We can start to get a direction for where God has gifted our lives. The second question I have them ask themselves is this, what am I passionate about? 
What is it that you could sit down and you could talk to someone for hours about? What is it that really lights you on fire? And the third question is this. What do other people tell me I'm good at? Where is it that time and time and time again, you hear other people say, man, you know, you are really good at fill in the blank. But see, when we start to consider these three questions, what do I love? What am I passionate about? What do other people tell me I'm good at? We get, begin to get a sense of what God has gifted us with. We begin to get a sense of the personality that God has specifically designed for you and for me so that we can go out with our specific giftedness and use it to impact people for God's kingdom. And so in order to use our spiritual gifts for God's kingdom, we have to know what our spiritual gifts are. And I hope that over the course of the last month or so, you have taken some time to figure out what your spiritual gifts are. If we want to get really practical, once we figure out what our spiritual gifts are, about how to use our spiritual gifts, then I want to turn to the book of 1 Timothy. Because in the book of 1 Timothy, Paul is writing to Timothy, who was a young leader in the church. Paul is using this letter to encourage Timothy to to help him be the best possible leader and use his gifts in the best possible way to impact this church that he's leading for Jesus Christ. And in 1 Timothy, Paul says this, Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hand on you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. This verse has a whole lot packed into it. Paul says, don't neglect the gift that you have. Don't neglect it. Instead, he says, first of all, practice these things. Practice these things. See, the first thing we've got to do if we want to get intentional about using our spiritual gifts is we have to practice using it. We have to practice using our gift. I remember I was a freshman in high school and I was starting to think that I maybe might have some gifts in ministry that might be the direction God was leading me. I wasn't really sure, but I thought it might be a possibility. And every year we went on this summer trip And at this summer trip, each night we would hold a time of worship, and then one of the students would get up and give a devotional. And so my youth minister at the time, knowing that, uh, you know, I may be leaning possibly toward ministry, he was encouraging me that direction. He said, hey, would you give a devotional thought this summer? And I was pretty hesitant. I was pretty nervous, but I went ahead and I said yes. And I worked on this lesson I worked on this devotion and I wrote it all out and I practiced it. And I remember I was like third or fourth, third or fourth night in. And so I'm sitting in the hotel lobby and I'm, I'm working on it and practicing and reading over it. And, and I remember reading over it thinking, man, like, this is good. This is going to be like 10 minutes long. Like, I hope this isn't too long because everybody else has only spoken for like five minutes, but this is going to be like 10 minutes long. This is going to be awesome. And I remember we finished up our last song 
There were about 100 kids on the trip. All eyes were on me for the devotional thought. And I have no idea what I said, but I do remember that it literally lasted about 90 seconds. (laughs) And I ended by saying something to the effect of, uh, that's all I have. (laughs) It was awful. It was horrible, right? And so in that moment, I realized if... If I, if I was going to explore this giftedness in ministry that God had for me, I was going to have to do some practicing on my public speaking skills. And so I started paying attention to speakers that I felt like were dynamic and started picking out pieces. What do they do that really makes them connect with the audience? How, how do they share stories? What do they, what do they tell? And then I started giving more lessons in youth group. I started, um, you know, taking certain internships in college. I preached my first sermon and, and I really started digging in and practicing. And see, here's the thing. Here's the struggle with our spiritual gifts in our own human condition is that we want to be the best of the best. We want to be at the top of our game. We as humans don't like to do things if we can't do them well. And the truth is, is that your giftedness needs some practice. And see, we tend to maybe explore an area of giftedness, but, you know, if we're not awesome at it right away... We just are like, ah, I guess I'm not going to do that anymore. And and Paul here is saying, and and I believe there is a God in heaven that is saying, no, I gifted you with that. and, And you are gifted at that specific level of giftedness right now to impact other people at that specific level. And I want you to practice it, and I want you to hone your craft, and I want you to get better, and I want you to engage people at every step along the way as you continue to practice and get better with your gift. You see, we can't give up on our gifts just because we're not great at them right out of the gate. Because the truth is, we're not going to be great at anything we do right out of the gate. That doesn't mean it's not something that God's gifted you with. We have to practice. If we want to be intentional about using our spiritual gifts, we have to practice. That means if you're an artist, get your art out there. It means if you love to bake, bake for people. It means if you love to play golf, grab a foursome of guys and go out there and play some golf together. It means if you like to teach, practice teaching. If you like to encourage people, write those notes. Whatever it may be, we have to practice. We have to get better. We have to hone our craft. The second thing, if we can practically use our spiritual gifts, is to use our gift to point attention toward God. Use our gift to point attention toward God. You see, if one struggle is giving up on our gift because we're not great at it, the other struggle is the exact opposite. Because when we get great at a gift, people start to give us attention, and we love attention. I don't know about you guys. I assume that you are similar to me, Um, but this is a struggle for me. 
I love attention. I love it when people are like, CJ, you did awesome. Like, thank you. Oh, no. Right? I love that. And so this is a struggle for me to continually take the attention directed and direct it somewhere else. You know, we've all been around those people that are kind of, uh, know they're good at something and they don't mind showing it. They're like, yeah, I'm pretty awesome. Right? We, we know those people and it's, it's kind of one of those things that's like, uh, yeah, you, you are good. But there's something to be said for taking attention and directing it somewhere else. Directing it toward God. Directing it toward God. The question is, how do we do that? How do we honestly take attention from ourselves and direct it toward God? Because it's great. It's an easy thing to say, yeah, I'm going to take attention. I'm going to take my gift of this. I'm going to use it. I'm going to go out. I'm going to do great things. And then I'm going to give attention to God. I'm not going to give attention to me. I'm going to give attention to God. But how do you practically do that? Because the truth is, is that we should humbly accept compliments. That that's That's a part of our culture that allows us to connect with other people. So how do we take the attention given to us and direct that attention toward God? I love the book of John. As I, uh, as I did a sabbatical the last few weeks, I had the opportunity to read and journal through the entire book of John. It was a great opportunity. But I, I love the book of John where John the Baptist is starting to have people transfer away from him over to Jesus. You see, John the Baptist was this guy that was just hugely gifted. He was pointing the way to Jesus Christ. He was a guy that lived out in the wilderness and people would come in droves out into the wilderness to see this man and hear him talk. And so you know he had to have some giftedness in preaching. He had to have some giftedness in public speaking. And people just loved John the Baptist. And he would go and he would baptize people. That's where he got John the Baptist, because he was a baptizer. And so people would go out to John the Baptist. He was changing lives. And at one point, John the Baptist is out and he's talking to people and he says, that's him. That's him. That's the man I'm talking about. That's Jesus. That's him. Go follow him. And slowly but surely, people begin to turn from John and go to Jesus. And I love the discussion that arises among John's disciples, the people that were following John and John the Baptist. It says this, now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you across the Jordan to whom you bore witness, Jesus, look, he is baptizing and all are going to him. And John answered, Therefore, this joy of mine is complete. There should not be a knot in there. He must increase and I must decrease. I absolutely love this dialogue. John begins to take attention 
and put it where it belongs. You see, his apostles are coming up to him just like people do to us. And they're like, you are fantastic. You are awesome. You are doing great things. Let's, let's continue that. And they're coming up to John. They're like, listen, these people are going to Jesus. So you know what we got to do? We got to re-innovate ourselves. We got to do something new. We got to do something better. We got to draw people back to us. And John's like, whoa, whoa, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. This was never about me. This was always about him. He says, he must increase. I must decrease. Wow. How challenging is that, especially in our culture? He must increase. I must decrease. So how do we practically do that? How do we realistically deal with all of the barrage of get it for yourself, get all the attention, get all the success, get everything you can and take that and just kind of push it off of ourselves. I I think there's three ways that we can really do this well. The first is this, love others with our gifts. Love others with our gifts. You see, God is love. When we love others with an authentic love, the love of God, we are spreading God to others. And it is really, really difficult to bring attention back on ourselves when we're focusing on loving others. How do you use your gift to love others? Man, if you love fixing cars and you're good at it, Get someone young around you that you can mentor. If you love to fish, get someone in the boat with you that you can love. If you love to have people over to your house and hospitality is your gift, have people over to your house, bake them a good meal if that's your gift, and then just sit down and love them. You see, we are all gifted in all of these different areas and God has given each of us so many things that can be used to impact so many people in our sphere of influence. And the first way that we begin to take attention from ourselves and shove it off to God is by loving others with our gifts. The second way is this. Take advantage of using your gifts in areas that will stretch us. Take advantage of using our gifts in areas that will stretch us. You see, we need to step into places where we are not the best person in the room. We need to be able to accept comments from people that are going to help us improve and better our gifts. Oftentimes, when we allow ourselves to step into those areas, when we allow ourselves to listen to the constructive criticisms, it's God saying, hey, I want you to glorify me even more. So just have a soft heart here. Take a moment, take a step back. Know that this was not about you. This is about me. And let's go and be even better. And so we need to step in to areas that will stretch us. And the third thing is this. Pray that we would simply be a tool in God's hand. 
pray that we would simply be a tool in God's hand. You see, the deal is, is that tools never get all the credit. Tools never get all the attention. The finished product gets the attention. And if we can just be a tool in God's hand, then the finished product that God is working on is the thing that is going to get the attention, not us. And so I've been working on this prayer for a while that I would just be a tool in God's hand. Now here's what I'm convinced of. No matter how old you are, you may be in your final stages of life. No matter how young you are. We had some youngsters up here on stage. No matter what stage of life you find yourself in, God has given you gifts to be used now. In your sphere of influence, God has given you spiritual gifts to be used to impact people for his kingdom. It never stops. There is always room for growth and always room for improvement. And I can tell you that 22 years after I gave that little devotional thought on a summer trip, I have not arrived. And I can tell you that none of us will ever arrive. And the beauty of that is that no matter what stage in life we find ourselves in, God wants to use our gifts in our circles of influence. God wants to impact people for his kingdom through the things that he has gifted us with. The job is never over. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Because that means that God is writing a story with you. He's using you as his tool to change this world. And the cool thing about being God's tool is that you are always in his hand. Over the course of ministry, I have had some absolutely incredible times. But I've also had some gut-wrenching, excruciating, difficult times. No matter where we find ourselves in life, in the good or the bad, if we are God's tool, he's got us in his hand. And he's using us to impact people for his kingdom. And it is a beautiful thing. Every week I give a practical challenge. And so I want to give you a practical challenge this week. Every week I talk to students, I give a practical challenge. And the practical challenge this week is this. When you go home, if you've not identified what your gifts are, Simply sit down with a piece of paper and write out, what do I love? What am I passionate about? What do other people tell me I'm good at? Start answering those questions. The beautiful part about answering those questions is you may start to write down answers and be like, I never ever considered that that could be a spiritual gift from God that can be used for his kingdom. And then... When you've identified that gift this week, I want you to intentionally go out and love someone with that gift. Intentionally go out and find someone and and 
use that gift to the best of your ability and just show some love and allow God to work with you to impact people for his kingdom in your own sphere of influence. Let's pray.